Hi, and welcome to the Obsessed with Real Estate Show podcast. I'm Alana George, your host, and I am obsessed with real estate. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited to get this show on its feet. This will be a little different of a show as far as this episode will be me just introducing myself, what the show's about. But the next episodes, I'll actually be interviewing somebody who knows more about real estate investing than I do. And I will be interviewing to hear their story and hear what obstacles they've overcome, what have they learned, right? What do they recommend, right? I just want to pick their brains. I have two goals, objectives for creating this podcast. First is I just want to talk about real estate. (laughs) As the title suggests, I'm obsessed with real estate and it's basically what I want to talk about all the time. I have a few friends that are willing to talk about real estate with me, but pretty much I'm just sitting around twiddling my thumbs for somebody to ask me about it. I don't know about how it is at your family get-togethers or parties, but at mine, it just seems like the men and the women separate. And when I get in the groups of the women, they're not really talking about real estate. And when I hear the men start talking about real estate and their circle, I kind of try to sneak over there. And sure enough, I get like a few minutes and then they start talking about like cigars or sports or something. And I have to sneak back over. Because I have no input on those subjects. So I'm really excited for an outlet to talk to other people who just want to talk about real estate. My other objective for the show is to inspire the listeners as well as myself to take action, right? Hearing the stories of other successful investors, it definitely inspires me. So hopefully, it inspires you. But it will, uh, you know, light the way for us to get our goals done and take action today. So that's that's really the goals for this show. So a little bit about me. I live in uh, the mountains, in the Santa Cruz Mountains, but I sell real estate full time in Silicon Valley, residential real estate. And I have been doing that. I'm almost at nine years now, and it's very fulfilling. And I love it, but I really just woke up one day and felt like I wanted to live a fuller life for myself and actually help more people. It's great helping people buy and sell homes, but how can I impact more people, right? That was the goal. So that's when I really started leaning into real estate investing. I am also a mom to a two-year-old little girl and and two-and-a-half-year-old, excuse me, as well as a dog mom to two boxers. I'm a wife, I'm a real estate investor, and I'm a meetup host. I host a meetup uh, second Thursday of the month here in the San Jose greater area, and so I'll give you a link to that a little later. And I'm also the founder of Clear Connection Capital, where we invest in apartment buildings all across the U.S. in growing cities, and we help others to do so with us. So more about that later as well. Just to give you a little bit of background, I'm not the real estate investing guru. I'm here to learn along with you, okay? 
So I have some experience. I've done a lot of research and I'm looking to grow along with you. I had been trying to buy my first investment property for a long time, for years. And then after I brought, bought my first, my primary residence in 2016, I bought a investment property out of state in Northeast Ohio. And it was a fixer. It was on the MLS. It was a VA foreclosure. And I burred that property. We closed. If you don't know what burr is, by the way, it's when it's a strategy to reuse your capital where you buy a property, you rehab it, you rent it out, you refinance it, you do a cash out refi, and then you repeat because you have your money back, right? So that was the goal with that. I was super excited. We closed in January 2020. Same month my daughter was born, same month we started also our motorcycle business. And we know how 2020 went. So that was a really hard year on top of all of that, being a new mom, spending all of our savings on a property out of state and managing the rehab on that from California. It was really tough. And then, right, all of the shutdowns and mandates. So that was very difficult. I hired a property management company that didn't end up performing. Actually, the tenant had contacted the city and the city was threatening to revoke our rental permit because of her complaints, which the property management company said they took care of and there was nothing wrong. Then I'm hearing from the city that my permit's getting revoked. So I just called the tenant directly. She was in tears. I thought that hiring a property management company would give the tenant better customer service than I was able to, right? Being across the country, a new mom, nursing around the clock. I really thought that that was the best decision. And it turns out I did a better job than this company that um, just didn't care, right? I didn't vet them. I didn't really know what I was doing. I asked them some questions, but I wasn't really sure what their responses were supposed to be. And people can say anything. So anyways, I'm sharing this in case this helps your journey. The whole time I was going through this, I just kept thinking like this is making me a better investor. I had listened to enough podcasts to hear that when people went through really bad <laughs> investments or hard had hard times that they ended up stronger because of it. Right. I know in my real estate sales career, when I have transactions that are particularly hard, they make me a better agent. I know what not to do next time, or I know how to navigate that moving forward. So I knew that this would be better for my career if the first transaction was not easy. And it definitely was not. It was like curveball after curveball. I had to replace the roof. It was just, all these things. And the tenant ended up staying after crying and saying that she wanted to leave. And we refinanced eventually. That was a whole thing too. Like the appraiser used a comp, a comparable sale that was a year old, which I'm a real estate agent and I see appraisals all the time. Nobody uses a comparable that's a year old. Who does that? Except for somebody looking for a low value right? This was an upper trending market. A year old comp was ridiculous to use. Did I fight it? No, I wanted to hurry up and get through the process because I needed that money back because I didn't have any. 
(laughs) So, you know, moving forward, I might have, but it was kind of a lesson learned and it really pushed me to look, start looking for other opportunities. And that's how I ended up looking for apartment buildings and multifamily units, because once you get to be five or more units, then it's commercial financing and they look at the value differently. So with residential, four units and under, they base it off of what similar homes in the area have sold for, right? That's what I do for work all the time, running comparable market sales. That's how Redison and Zillow pretty much gets their estimates and estimates is by looking at what has sold recently. So with five or more units, it's basically a business. So they look at how much this business is um, netting every year and using the cap rate, they're able to calculate the formula that way. And that made a lot more sense to me after getting this appraisal back with a year old comp on it. I had no control over what comparables he was using. And that was really stressful for me. I'm a little bit of a control oriented person. (laughs) I don't like to use the term control freak. It's control oriented person. That was a big bummer that I had no control over that and started to feel like maybe the multifamily space was a better fit. So I was shopping for that when I came across a fourplex that didn't really fit what I was looking for because, again, I wanted a five or more unit building. But this four unit was just such a steal in such a great area. And so we made an offer on that, a little bit of counters, and we got our offer accepted in January of this year, 2022. And that had its obstacles with financing as well. The more deals you do, the you know more you learn, the more expert you become. So with this transaction, and I'm sharing this because I didn't know this. Now you'll know this. This was a fourplex. But the front building had three units and the back building was a single unit, right? So they didn't share any walls between the two buildings and they did share a heat source. They had a boiler, which we don't really have those in California. It's still unclear of how it works, but it's a boiler system in the back unit shares with the front. That made it not qualify for traditional financing. That was a bit of a curveball. So I started looking elsewhere. I had heard of other types of loans, but we ended up just getting a home equity line of credit, a HELOC on our primary residence here in California. And we were able to close on that all cash, uh, technically, like it's not really all cash, but you know what I mean, using cash from this house. That has been a learning experience as well. I we inherited tenants and we're just going starting to go over turnover with that and how to navigate that because in my property management career so far I've not had to deal with any tenant turn- turnover. Everybody stayed. So we will see how this goes. I'll keep you updated. And then from there I invested in 66 units and a syndication in South Carolina. So that was brought to me from a friend of mine, you know, your network is your net worth. And that's where I really dove into what syndications are 
and how beneficial they are for both the investor and being on the uh, general partner team. So there's the general partner team that are a part of the operations. And then there's the limited partners, the LPs that are the investors. And so I invested on that um, as an LP and I'm on the GP team on that as well, helping out with investor relations. And that has been a wild ride as well. Lots to learn there. So that's my investing portfolio in a nutshell. I'm excited to see what I get into next. (laughs) You'll definitely be hearing it first. So next up on our show, I will be interviewing somebody who will probably be in syndications just because we're starting off on that line. And from there, I'll be interviewing people that come from different backgrounds of investing. So I'm excited to see all the different avenues, right? I, I know them, but not all the ins and outs. And I'm excited to see how they became successful at it. I have some ideas, but I'd like to find out. Thank you so much for listening this far. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram, Alana George underscore real estate, as well as TikTok, Alana George underscore real estate. And you can send me a message on there. If you have any ideas for the show or anything you'd like to hear about, you can also find the show notes at obsessedwithrealestateshow.com. If you'd like to invest with me or find out of any syndication deals I have going on, you can go to clearconnectioncapital.com. Just there's little buttons there. You can download, you know, a seven reasons to invest in multifamily as well as, you know, connect to our in- investor community on there. A lot of good information. You can find this show as well on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify wherever you listen to podcasts. So please like and subscribe. If you've liked what you've listened to so far, please leave a five-star review. I'd greatly appreciate it so I can reach more people and hopefully inspire others. Thank you for listening. And I'm looking forward to introducing my first guest on our next episode. Stay tuned.